Welcome to another episode of Business School. I'm your host, James Phillip. I'm a serial entrepreneur and angel investor that founded Heavy Header Holdings, where I have more than a dozen different companies and brands under management. You can follow me on Instagram or YouTube at jamesphillip313, or download these anywhere podcasts are available. With that being said, let's jump on in. So we started running a commercial for a company I own called Employment Boost that does resume writing, interview coaching, college planning, and career planning. And I made a post on LinkedIn saying, if you see this commercial, drop a comment or give me a DM or something. I'd be curious to see how the commercial crosses over with my own social media reach. And a couple of people left comments about, you know, TV's dying or if you're trying to target millennials, TV's the wrong place because millennials are unplugging and, you know, all that jazz you read in the commercial and, you know, the online banter that people talk about getting rid of Comcast and all that. So I just got into some conversation stemming from that about billboards, commercials, using radio. And I wanted to give you some insights on, you know, why I'm running commercials right now versus AdWords or other digital spend. And it's not that I don't use um, digital. It's that a lot of times for AdWords anyways, it's like tragedy of the commons. I think they call it where you got too many people fighting for not many resources. And to me, that's kind of what AdWords has turned into. The The price per click is really crazy. The conversion rate is really low depending on what business you're in. It, it probably works for some people. It just, it doesn't work for my companies. So I started looking at, you know, where's money best spent? And, you know, I'm like, let's go back and do TV and let's shoot a high quality commercial. And let's not shoot one of these thousand dollar commercials that the local stations do. Let's do something well scripted, well shot. Let's let's have a color grader hit it so it looks super crisp. And then let's run a hell of a lot of it on TV that are in the areas close to where we have our offices across the country. And my ROI on that commercial is significantly greater than what I get back on AdWords, believe it or not. You know, if you run AdWords, it's you know, there used to be only be two or three top things. Now there's four top AdWords. And then you got to compete with everyone in organic search. It's it's hard to get a high conversion rate in AdWords. And there's something else I want to talk about when it comes to the commercial. AdWords can be good for converting customers. It's like they're searching for a product or service and then you're serving them an ad that is based on what they're looking for. So in terms of conversion, makes a lot of sense, right? But the thing about commercials are you can not only get the conversions and bring in foot traffic and, and bring sales leads into your funnel. It's a, it's the branding aspect. So if you ever read a book and then you saw the movie, you realize how many pages it took to describe the same thing that was happening in the movie. So, you know, if you think about an AdWords, it's, you know, three or four lines of text. That's it. When you watch a 30 second commercial, you don't only get the words, but you get to see the people, and for my commercial, you get to see the office space, you get to see the clothes they're wearing, you, you get to see all these very descriptive things that you're not going to get in AdWords. And it's it's telling this whole story about this company, its people, its products, its reputation. And video tells you so much. It would take you so long to write out. My 30 second commercial would take pages to explain all the details. What did this boardroom look like? What color suit was this person wearing? What kind of dress did this woman have? Um, what did the whole office look like? What were they doing? How was the handshake? It's 
all these things are conveyed in a video and you just can't really get that in digital unless it's also a video. So when I run commercials, I'm not only trying to dump leads into the sales funnel and get conversions, it's a very powerful branding tool because I'm able to tell a story that, you know, you get to see on a big screen TV and, you know, 4K, it's super crisp and it really makes you believe that this is a good company to do business with. And we are a good company to do business with, but it's just hard to tell that story sometimes through an AdWord. So not only are commercials great for driving in traffic, they're amazing brand builders. And that's why people haven't stopped doing commercials. They do work, it's just pretty damn expensive. And you know, if I got this saying that if anyone's allowed to do it, they'll ruin it. And as soon as anyone could have a blog, there was so much content on the net, bad content. While there is some good content, it's really hard to find because there's so many blogs out there that have poor, terrible content. They drowned out to good stuff. Social media, same thing. Any, now that anyone can make a post on Twitter or so, you know, Instagram or Facebook, it all gets drowned out. LinkedIn used to be that way. Now LinkedIn feeds look like Facebook. There's so much garbage and noise it gets drowned out. So. If it's free and anybody can do it, it's probably gonna end up being a, a fairly ineffective lead generator over the long term. Same thing with email marketing, right? Part of our sales process is you make a sales call and you send a follow-up email, but for those people out there that don't wanna make a sales call and they're only trying to email, it's a tough go to try to just email your way to big sales. Again, anybody can email, so everyone's inbox is full of crap and now all of a sudden email's conversion rate goes down. So what do you do now? What do you do now is you gotta, you know, go where the eagles go and you need to fly way up in the sky where the air is really thin and not everyone can make it. And what I'm saying is you're gonna have to like go do things that have a higher barrier to entry. Anything that has no barrier or a low barrier, good luck. You're fighting for millimeters at that point. You need to be out there fighting for inches, feet, and yards if you really wanna grow your company. So we went back to TV and said, okay, we have a product and service that, you know, fits 90% of the people watching TV, which, you know, a little caveat, if you have a very small niche of a product that only gonna hit 1%, TV may or may not be for you. If you're selling something like food that applies to everybody, TV is great. So since we're in career services and resume writing and all that stuff, it makes sense. Most of the people watching are gonna have a job trying to get a job, coming out of college, want to get a job, or they need college planning. You know, the, our audience is almost everybody watching. So TV's a winner for us. And we decided to go all in, shoot a great commercial, spend a bunch of money on um, TV ads. And the ROI is just kicking the hell out of what we were doing on AdWords. Because at the end of the day, you just don't see, you see a lot of big companies from, you know, Coke to Ford Motor Company advertising you don't see a tremendous amount of small businesses advertising. And if they do, they have really bad commercials. You know, it's you can't shoot a $1,000 commercial and then go spend $50,000 in ads and think it's gonna work. It makes no sense. You're gonna spend that kind of money, go shoot a real commercial. Go spend 10 grand, shoot a commercial the right way, and then go put some real ad spend behind it. It's one of those things where people do a really terrible radio ad or a really terrible commercial, and then they go run the, the commercial and then they say, well, TV doesn't work. TV doesn't work because you didn't execute it right. It was a poorly shot commercial. The script was terrible. You didn't hit any pain points. You gave no one an incentive to buy. Like, you just did it wrong at the end of the day. But 
if you're listening to this and you're trying to like ramp up sales at a greater rate, consider giving TV a try and just do it right. Knowing that most of your competitors aren't going to do it right. They're not going to spend the money for a real commercial. They're not going to get a colorist. They're just, they're not going to do these things. They're going to do the thousand dollar commercial, which makes it easier for you. Now, now you just got to go do a better commercial and you can go stomp all over them. But you know, there's a reason why you see places like, you know, Subway and Taco Bell, they use billboards, they use radio, they use TV. And for all those people that are saying that TV, radio and billboards are dying, it's like, well, why do places like Subway and Taco Bell keep using them, for example? Why are they projecting that billboards are gonna increase in spend over the next five years? Because digital saturated, man. There's so much noise out there. It's like, do you wanna buy a banner ad or do you wanna buy a billboard? I know which one I wanna do. And when's the last time a banner ad converted anything? You know, maybe 1999 on American Online? That's about it, man. But the real truth behind Subway, Taco Bell, all those big companies that are always in your face, they're doing a couple things. They're either launching new products, and this is an awareness issue, so how do I make you aware that I have a new taco out, or I got a new sub out? It's, I, I gotta hit some media somewhere, and you might be able to do it online, but again, do you wanna like see some little ad that you're gonna hit skip on, on YouTube for Subway, or in between the downs on football you see the new subway commercial and that commercial tells you so much right they get to show you the sandwich it's the color it's the depth it's the person talking to telling a whole story about this damn sandwich and then you're driving to work and then you see the same sandwich on a billboard and then when you're leaving work you hear about the sandwich on the radio so they hit you three times through three different mediums and that's how it works they're hitting you from all different directions letting you know about this new sandwich but why does Taco Bell do it when they don't have a new product? Well, if you think about it, you have to stay in your customer's face at all times. This is why I have my sales teams and my companies. We try to hit everybody every three weeks. We try to hit all clients every three weeks to see what's going on, what's changed, what's coming down the pipeline. You know why? Like, it's like if you're on Instagram and you're getting constantly pounded on by people that are, you know, if you got a friend that's like single, how many DMs a day do they get? you know, from someone trying to like meet up with them or hook up. It's like there's a tension coming in, coming in, coming in all the time. No different with food. It's it's easy to get distracted because there's so many damn options out in the world now. It's easy to forget about Taco Bell. There's so many new joints opening up. So Taco Bell has to stay in your face. They have to say, hey, we're here. Don't forget about us. Do you, do you remember what that taco tastes like? Or check out this new product. Subway's the same way. Ford, GM. Doesn't matter what it is, could be bare aspirin. They have to be constantly reminding you about their brand and that they're here because there's we, we get marketed to so much. It's easy for someone to steal your attention. And now you're eating at some new hip joint down, down the street and you forgot about Taco Bell. So part of it is not always about just driving in sales. It's a reminder that, hey, don't forget about us. So in a general sense, if you wanna not only grow your sales but retain those old customers you're gonna have to stay in their face all the time because there's no loyalty you got a few super fans like i'll eat as long as they don't change nothing i love chipotle grill i've eaten it twice a day hell i might have eaten it three times a day i don't know um it's just one of those things that i'll probably always go to chipotle grill because i'm probably like a super fan at the end of the day super fans aside it's really easy to get to get distracted like if i drive by a new taco joint you know, I might forget about Chipotle Grill for a minute. There's just so many choices and so many options. So 
when you get outside the super fans, you need to market not only to new customers, but you need to constantly market to your current customers. Because in a sense, they will forget about you. But and to wrap this up, it's, you know, billboards are growing. Radio's listenership might be going down because of XM, but still pretty effective tool for marketing. Commercials still work. I don't care about DVRs and all that jazz. Like we're crushing it right now with our commercials and the cities we're running them in. And it's outperforming AdWords by leaps and bounds. So a, a well done commercial put in front of the right demographics can be an excellent brand builder and drive in a significant amount of leads into the sales funnel. You can't just rely on digital or whatever you're using, whether it's banner ads or AdWords or marketing on Facebook. Like if it's working for you, knock yourself out. But if you're not seeing the results, consider traditional media, even though it's going to be a little bit more expensive. But if you don't ever see one of your competitors on TV, then it's time to get on TV. If there's five year competitors on TV, might be a different story. But if you see a market gap and you've never seen someone like your company on TV, now's the time to go do it. But that is all I have for this episode. Make sure you follow me on Instagram and YouTube at jamesphillip313. Share this with a friend. I just seen an article come through that ended up on some list of top five business podcasts for 2020. So we're, we're uh, making some progress here and we're only a couple months into this. So I'm hoping by the end of 2020, we're out here crushing it. But I'm only going to do that if you guys keep sharing the show with everybody. So please do so. And I appreciate that. But until then, I'm going to catch you on the next one.